Hey, what's going on, y'all? It is Dom Caesar for Can You Believe It? Episode 20. Never thought we would make it here, my friends. I remember when I very first started this, uh, I think it was like by episode three, I told I told my producer, Zach, I said, hey, man, I was like, if 100 people don't fucking listen to this thing, I'm done. And look at us now. 20 episodes in with over 20 something hours of content and it's getting better you know I really feel like I really feel like we're I'm getting better at this and thank y'all for continuing to listen dude and uh let's not waste any time and jump straight into it uh topic of the day what the fuck so Kylie Jenner has never has never had cereal with milk. Okay. Now, obviously, I think she's bored and wants attention and says this. But if this is true, how the fuck does someone, how do you do anal and suck dicks before you have cereal with milk? How do you buy a Lamborghini before you have cereal with milk? Okay. I can understand if you're lactose intolerant, but still, you probably grew up with a nanny or a maid, right? There's no possible way. No possible way. And I'm calling it that you've gone this far in your life without having cereal milk. Now, I remember growing up and I don't know, I was maybe eight or nine and I was spending the night at my cousin's house and he had a friend over who never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, okay? But we were also, you know, like eight or nine years old. I don't know if his parents thought maybe he had a peanut allergy or something, but it's understandable when you're seven or eight or nine. But who doesn't have, who's never eaten cereal? Look, does she just eat it like popcorn? Dude, like how good is cereal? It's so good. And... You could take many sides to this, okay? I am a soggy cereal kind of guy. I know a lot of people think it's disgusting, but to me, straight up, I love it, dude. Give me some Reese's Pieces right when the water, right right when it gets in there and gets a little soggy, dude. Oh, so good. All cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, a little soft and soggy. So good, dude. I don't know if I have a sensitive mouth, dude, but I don't like when the cereal is tearing up the roof of my mouth, okay? Now, granted, uh, Captain Crunch, that fuck is shit up, dude. I don't know what it is about Captain Crunch. It's got something in there that'll just destroy the roof of your mouth, all right? But, Kylie, you suck in dicks before you had cereal with milk. I just don't believe it. I think it's a publicity stunt. It's got to be. But it's like, how many ideas are you running out of? Dude, you were... Isn't she... Wasn't she the chubby one? Is that why she never had cereal? There was too much sugar? And her mom was too vain? And was like, "Uh, yeah, you can't eat this. There's too much sugar in this shit. Okay? Maybe. I, I don't know. She definitely got her protein, though. Uh... Let's see what's going on this week. It is Thursday, uh, September 20th, 
2018. Y'all will be hearing this, I think, Saturday. So my producer's out of town doing awesome shit because he's always doing awesome shit. Super busy guy, always doing badass stuff. So uh, shout out to my producer. Staying busy, man. Staying, staying busy. Uh, my week, dude, I, I I was not up for one this week. I was like, you know, can I... Can I really do a podcast this week? I, I put out two hours and 20 minutes of content for y'all last week. So if you haven't listened to episode 18, uh, I just I go off on some like uh, blue titted alien bitches, the Illuminati, you know, like uh, Bill Clinton drinking some baby's blood. And then 19, 19 was fun because 19, I was joined by a uh, old roommate of mine. Which, uh, it was my first roommate, actually, when we lived in Austin, and we told some some stories. So if you haven't listened to those, uh, jump on, jump on it, jump on it. Don't know the rest of the song, but jump on it. So, uh, but thank you, dude. We have, we've, we've gotten some more listeners, dude. I don't even know what the download count is because my producer is out of town. I haven't got the numbers, but I'm sure they're great. And so thank you so much. And please, dude, tell your friends. Tell your friends, man. Uh, some things this week, man. Uh, been on the wagon, you know, with probation and everything. And I'm trying, you know, I, and I told I told my probation officer, you know, I fell off the wagon a couple of times, okay? Maybe you saw me, maybe you didn't. Uh, the times that I have been out and I did fall off the wagon, my probation officer knows I told him, dude. And, you know, I'm really looking at the positives of it. Uh, I've, I've, I've dreams now. I know that sounds weird, but literally when I was drinking and definitely, I mean, I was a heavy pot smoker for so long. I would really just close my eyes, close my eyes, look up to the skies and see. No, I would just literally like close my eyes and that was it. I, I mean, I've always had bad, I, I could never really sleep well. But I would just literally close my eyes and then wake up and that was it. But I've, I've been sleeping and having dreams, which is cool. And I'm trying to take this and be as positive about it as I possibly can. Because I was talking to my probation officer. He's like, you know, even when you get your breathalyzer off your car, like, you, you're not going to be able to drink. Okay? You're get, there's going to be another six months where you're still just not going to be able to drink. So I'm looking at, I won't be able to drink until um, end of June, early July. I mean, we'll see how it goes though. But definitely my last meeting with my probation officer kind of opened my eyes and, you know, I got to take these things as good things, you know, like you turn in, you, life gives you limes, make fucking margaritas. Well, I guess not because I have to stay sober. Life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Don't put fucking vodka in it, right? So I, I'm, I'm looking at the benefits of it. I have been hungry as all hell, though. All those calories I wasn't getting from drinking, um, dude, my body wants them bad. I am... I have had appetite like none other. And then all the like sugars that I'm not getting from alcohol. Um, 
Dude, I get the worst sweet tooth, and it's I want ice cream, I want chocolate, I want donuts, which is cool at the end of the night where I work, uh, and they'll do like a, a late family meal for us, and um, they'll bring out like a bunch of treats too. So like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the pastries and whatnot that don't sell will be able to eat, and that kind of actually like kills my craving too. So it might be like a long shift. You know, it's it, and usually that's like one of my triggers. You know, after a long shift, you want a cold beer or something. But, you know, after a long shift, I'll eat like a snickerdoodle cookie or like a brownie, and I get that sugar fix, and then it kind of kills, it, it kills my entire appetite or it kills my craving for alcohol, which has been kind of cool. And when I was talking with my probation officer, he was, you know, he was saying, you know, how hard is it for you? You know, and of course, like live for bartending for six straight years and then having to go completely cold turkey, no alcohol. Like that's a hard thing to do when when you're in the environment. The environment doesn't bother me, but it's the lifestyle, like the bartender lifestyle, the service industry lifestyle. Okay everyone we just had a long shift let's go out let's have a shot and a beer you know that was a hard one but the environment doesn't bother me because when you bartend you're around alcohol all the time you're pouring it you're smelling it you're even like you know having to taste a drink um but you're not drinking on the job but that that has to be like the number one killer for uh, bartenders losing jobs are bartenders that drink on the job. Unless you work at a bar that lets you drink on the job, but um, that's very few, very few places that let you take shots. You know, at least corporate places like dive bars and things like that. You know, you could take shots at your bartender and w- whatnot. But uh, it really hasn't been too hard. I, you know, and I have fell off the wagon a couple of times. I'm not perfect, but. It, it's kind of motivated me to be like, I like it. I like the healthy feeling of, I just, I, I like that. I like the healthy feeling of waking up, not dehydrated. Um, I've lost some weight, you know, uh, the dreams, the better sleeping, um, more energy in general. Um, wine tastings though, you know, of course, if you, if you, do wine professionally and I guess I can say I do wine professionally I am a level one sommelier and sommelier sommelier whatever I'm a level one psalm in the court of masters you know when you do wine tastings you spit anyways but it's also one of those things where I do have a breathalyzer so even if I don't drink the wine I just swirl and spit it could send off the breathalyzer which could send off a violation which could you know then I have a warrant out for my arrest and then a thousand dollar fine, then I could get an ankle bracelet all because I swirled and spit. So the good thing is about wine tastings is we usually do them before the shifts. I could swirl, spit, and then by the end of the day, I mean, it's not going to be on my breath. It'd be like doing mouthwash or something like I, it'll be all right because I did taste two wines this weekend. Um, I do have a wine tasting tomorrow, Friday. Uh, we're going to go over some new wines, but you know, you swirl and you spit and that's actually the professional thing to do. Cause if you have ever gone to like legit wine tastings, um, you taste over a hundred wines and you have to be a jackass to sit there and think you can drink 
you know, a hundred ounces of wine, you're a fucking idiot. So when you go to like professional wine tastings with other psalms and people in the business, there's spit buckets everywhere, and that's that's just how it is. That's just how the industry is. Um, so I did. I was I was super blessed to. I, I did a Vuv Clico. Actually, it's pronounced Vuv Clico. It's a champagne. It was their 2008 vintage, uh, which is hard because Champagne, France is a cold, desolate place, extremely hard to grow grapes. And that's why most champagnes are non-vintage. And I'll say NV because the vintage of a wine isn't the year the wine is made. It's the year the grapes are picked. And usually in Champagne, France, it is so cold and icy and windy and desolate that you never get a full harvest. You know what I'm saying? So to actually have a vintage one year where you actually have enough grapes and a good quality of grapes, they put a vintage on it. And 2008 was one of those years. And so this is like a $175 bottle of champagne retail. And I think, you know, we sell it for close... Actually, we don't sell it for much more than that. It's like I think we sell it for like somewhere between two twenty-five to two fifty a bottle. Um, but I had a chance to taste that; it was good. And vintage champagnes, they are a little yeasty. Um, just, it's more like yeast, almost like a beer yeast, like a Belgian beer yeast. You almost get that flavor out of it. But Vouv Clico two thousand eight. That was a nice little taste that I did, um, that I spit out. And it was nice. And then I had a, what did I have? I want to say it was a, it was a Sauvignon Blanc from Alsace, France. And Alsace, France is a very interesting growing area when it comes to wine because uh, it, it really goes, it's one, some, it matters what war. It's like whoever won the war. It's like for a part of time it was Germany for a part of time it was France the people there speak multiple languages like almost everyone in Europe and um, there are more soil types in Alsace France than there is in the entire country of France which is insanity to me hold up I just got a text from one of my boys real quick Uh, yes brother podcasting at the moment call me in 30 you know something like that uh anyways okay um we're at yeah so uh, be, uh being on the wagon you know uh it's not as hard as you know i i, I thought it would be because i it, you go through your stages of being frustrated Okay, then, you know, you have to do the whole probation process and then spending the money and uh, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, And then and then you then you have to go, Okay, now I'm not going to be able to drink for a year. And then then you you get mad about that and then you fall off the wagon a little bit. Then you get back on. And then now I'm at the point where like, ah, this is beneficial. Right. You know, my skin's looking better. I'm feeling healthier. And like I even said to uh, one of my last episodes that like uh, where I work offers uh, vegetarian and vegan because they feed us their um, options and literally my diet now is like 75% plant-based, which I never, ever thought I would say that. So I'm just feeling healthier in general. 
So uh, it's been good. So, you know, I, I feel blessed about it. And maybe probation may have been one of the best things to happen for me. Maybe like uh, not drinking for a year, like end- ending my 20s sober. Like I'm going to celebrate my 30th birthday sober. I'm going to celebrate New Year's Eve and New Year's sober. I'm going to celebrate this Christmas and Thanksgiving sober, which, you know, I haven't really done in, I don't know, 10 years, dude. Easy. Uh, I will say, though, watching football games, like I took the lady, the lady um, out. It was the first week of NFL, and we went out to walk-ons, and uh, I was drinking soda water and lime. So, I, you know, I still go out because I can control myself on that. And I just drink soda water and lime. And um, it's not bad. It's not bad. Because I still like, I'm a very extroverted person. I still want to go out. I still want to sing karaoke. I still want to do these things. I'm not going to just, I mean, I, you, I can only like sit here talk to myself and then sometimes a microphone and play Madden for so long before I lose my mind. So, but the soda water and lime. So by halftime of this football game I was watching, I was like, Oh my God, like a, you know, a beer would sound great. So that one, I actually, I, I I had to tell the lady at halftime. I was like, you know, I'm still getting used to this. Uh, I don't think I can drink another soda water and lime right now. Um, let's just head home before I do something stupid, you know? So, it is what it is. The breathalyzer I've gotten used to now with the blow and roll. It's just like becomes part of your life. And uh, I've gotten used to it. It's not bad. It's not bad. So, um, let's see. What else happened this week? Because I, I, I was tired out though. Because after, you know, you put out two, hour, two plus hours of content one week. And then you got to think about the time it takes to get all that together. Um, it's going to be, it was exhausting plus work. I will say though, the 29th, Philip Wolf is having this awesome mixer at hotel discotheque in Stone Oak. And I will be doing my first live podcast. Now I am scheduled to work, but I am going to do everything possible to make sure I can get there. It's going to be free. It's going to be an event mixer. There's going to be artists, fashion shows, um, and when I mean artists, like artists, uh, clothes designers, hair hairdressers, and I'm going to be doing my first live podcast uh, September 29th, Hotel Discotheque. And if you see me out there and you want to stop by, you want to say hi, you even want to jump in on the podcast, um, and, or if you want to buy me a drink, something like that, hey, Topa Chico's, man, or Soda Water with Lime, um, I w- it would be greatly appreciated. Um, I don't do energy drinks, so please, unless it's coffee, you know, but I don't think Hotel Discotheque has some coffee, but yeah, um, if you, if you want to, if you see me and the last time we saw each other, we were doing shots or drinking or you're one of my buddies or something, or you're a fan of the podcast, Hey, I will gladly just take, I don't like, uh, tonic and lime kind of, I don't know why tonic will kind of fucks with my kidneys, man. Um, I'm not sure why. But uh, tonic definitely fucks with my kidneys. Um, anyways, uh, let's see here. What else did I have throughout this week that I wanted to talk about? The NFL pickums. 
I want to do a little later. Um, I have some questions, though, uh, some people sent in for the podcast. Uh, one of them, someone asked me if, because I do post videos, if you go to my Instagram, at she tastes, and that's with an S like Texas, and I do my videos, or on Facebook, Dom Caesar, and Caesar spelled like Julius Caesar. Uh, there's videos, I'm always wearing my robe. And uh, someone asked me, am I naked under the robe and or am I wearing like chones? And which is even funnier, this this question came from a male and this this question came from a straight male. <laughs> and so um, I guess it really matters, man. Uh, usually I just have pajama pants on in a robe or my I, I don't wear boxers. I don't wear, I wear like, um, I don't know what you call them. Like, just like, uh, fucking, wait, I don't know that just normal man underwear, not like tidy waddy looking things. Just, uh, the fuck do you call it? I don't know. Man, not man panties. You know, they, they go down the, uh, boxer briefs, I guess. Whatever. Like Hanes boxer briefs. And then. Uh, I have I have house slippers and I have sandals. It's whatever I'm feeling, you know. Recently, it's been sandals because it's been hot. I don't want to put house slippers on when it's hot. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that was one question uh, from one of my boys. I'm not going to say who it is because that was kind of a gay question. But um, hey, pro homo though. It's 2018. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Uh, one of the other questions now from. Let's see here. At, at, see, like, what? Car, well, it's my friend Carla. Carla, Carla, Carla. Carla, was it the Brady's? The Brady Bunch? Let's see here. She goes, How do you know so many things about so many things? All right. Let me tell you why my brain is a garbage fill of useless information now i had a very interesting childhood growing up and if you ever listen to the podcast i think in the early episodes i kind of explained growing up in the restaurant industry and growing up around a lot of people and you're always around adults and you're always kind of in that when you were in that environment you're always meeting people and you were a kid and you were listening in conversations with people that are older than you and you hear stories, and that kind of like matured me a little quicker. And then I went to a private school when I was in elementary to sixth grade, like K through sixth grade. And they taught us a lot. It was definitely a very interesting, I mean, besides teaching us about the Bible and Bible stories and stuff, they we had a really weird, I don't know, we were, we were learning a lot of just things my friends when I went to public school things my friends were like oh we never learned that you know what I mean like just really random things but I will have to say my grandmother Joy she she was a biology teacher and I'm also gonna say shout out to my aunt Becky too because she was a, she was a primatologist zoologist primatologist one of the top in her fields but uh, when we were younger my brother Christian and I who uh, he's in one of the episodes, I think episode four, um, we 
we would spend a lot of time if we weren't at the restaurant, we were at my grandma Joy's house and she didn't have cables. And so we would read like the biology book she was teaching her students and like watch like the biology, like, like the, the tapes it would be like Arthur Franklin Zabumafu. And then like we would watch National Geographic documentaries and like I was exposed to those things at a super young age. And then um, I always just had a lot of really weird hobbies. So like when I and when I get into something, I get super obsessed about it. So like or if I have like a, just like a little question in my mind, like I, I wanted to know like I, I can remember like I want to know how water towers worked. Like I just drove by a water tower one day when I was making, I was going throughout like a small town and I drove by this water tower. I was like, you know what? How do they build those? How do water towers work? Uh, and so I literally like delve. I spent like six hours studying water towers. Why? I have no fucking clue. And uh, that's just my personality, I guess. And I'm very good at trivia because of things like that. But things that would help me in life, like, I don't know, like, uh, like, like why I don't have a degree in astrophysics, you know? it's I was never really great at math. Like, I knew enough math to get me through school and, uh, you know, do inventories and things like that, break down percentages I was good at because of the industry I'm in. But, I mean past algebra I was never really great at math but I always loved to read and I would read a lot of memoirs and I just read a lot about I never really like too much fiction I like sci-fi but yeah so I you know reading a lot um I I, I and then I met a lot of people and then when I became a bartender think about this I don't know what your job's like but as a bartender on average let's say you meet a hundred strangers a day from all walks of life, from all around the world, that are all telling you stories and asking you questions, and you're having you're engaging in these conversations with people, and you're learning. And there would be things that I didn't know, so I would look up, or you know, couples at the bar top would be, well, this movie had this character, or you know. Plankton is spelled this way, just random things. And so like you would be the you would be the judge. You'd be like, they would ask you, hey bartender, what is this? And you you would Google it. And you'd learn something new. So you you'd learn something new every day. But then if you meet a hundred strangers from all walks of life in different jobs, you learn about their jobs, what they do, their licensing, their schooling, they tell you stories, then you end up hearing stories from how childhood was in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and now with the millennials. So you just learn a lot about a lot. So my brain is basically filled with a bunch of weird facts. And then I've always just super been interested in animals. And like that's why I have so many fish tanks. And then when you get compulsive and weird about things like that, you start studying everything. So like I love African cichlids, which come from like the three lakes the main three lakes in Africa, which is Tanganyika, Malawi, and Lake Victoria. And they're like the three largest lakes in Africa, which some people can believe that the, the, 
these are freshwater fish are the closest fish that are like related to saltwater fish that are freshwater uh, DNA wise and color wise and everything and a lot of people wonder why and people think that these three lakes are just big empty limestone quarries that um, at one time a great flood or through tectonic plate shifts that part of Africa was underwater and just filled with water and has contained water since trapping saltwater fish that soon adapted and became freshwater fish. And um, that's a question I get a lot too about my fish tanks is aren't they hard to like maintain? Well, once you get into it, you learn a lot about water chemistry and people like right now are really into their diets and they talk about like their gut biomes and things like that. Well, you have beneficial bacteria, not just in your gut, but in in ponds. Like you don't see people go to lakes and ponds and filter them. It does it by itself. It's a natural thing. And this natural bacteria, once you build, like the biggest problem I see with people with fish tanks is they over clean them. And when you over clean tanks, you're destroying the natural bacteria colonies that these tanks need to survive so a fish produces ammonia and so does like old food and ammonia is toxic so there's a bacteria called nitrosomonas right this bacteria eats ammonia and shits out nitrites now nitrites are even more toxic and poisonous than ammonia but now there's another bacteria that eats nitrites called nitrobacter. Now nitrobacter eats the nitrites and it shits out uh, nitrates. And nitrates aren't as toxic and fish can live with it in lower levels. Now you need time for those bacteria colonies to grow. And if you're constantly cleaning your tank, just a little bit of like tap water with chlorine is going to kill that bacteria colony so i tell people you know if you're going to do a water change do 10 percent of the water no more than 25 percent don't over clean the filter system because that's where the bacteria grows it will eventually end up in the gravel and on the rocks but once you destroy the, those bacteria colonies that's when people's tanks get cloudy because that's too many, that's too much ammonia, and there's no bacteria to eat it, and then the fish die, and then these people get pissed, and then that's where people like me go on Craigslist and go find you trying to sell these $400, $500 worth of uh, aquarium gear that I buy from you for $25 fucking dollars because you don't know how to take care of a tank. All right? So there you go. That's how I know a little bit about everything. All right. Um, and that was from at Carla Selleck. Kellick. Oh, she's going to fucking hate me if I've been saying her name wrong, uh, on Instagram. Um, all right. So let's see at Instagram, just straight flexing asks what fast food place always gives you indigestion besides McDonald's. Okay. Oddly enough, okay, we'll start here. I don't eat a lot of fast food really in general. 
almost at all, okay? I'm very blessed. I've been spoiled in this industry. I've been I've been in the food and beverage and hospitality industry for over 10 years, and I've gotten to work in very, very nice restaurants where I get to eat very good food. Now, I'm not bragging because it's a lot of hard work. It's just one of the benefits of the job. Um, when you get to eat prime food and fresh food, locally sourced food. So it's very rare that I eat fast food. So when I do eat fast food, my body rejects it. Now, my favorite fast food, I love Whataburger. Whataburger, Burger King, Arby's. That's like my top three right there. A lot of people are like, Arby's? Ew. I love it. And Burger King, I think, is more of a nostalgic thing. I, I grew up, I always had a grandma, a great, great grandma, great grandma, yeah, who would always um, bring us Burger King. And then my pops, who I love my dad so much. I love my mom and my dad. I love my whole family. Anyways, um, he would he was a big McDon- uh, Burger King fan. And uh, they always had them on military bases, things like that. And so I, it's nostalgic to kind of get like a Whopper. So I love that. Um, and Arby's, you can't fuck with the curly fries. And then Whataburger is my number one. So really, all all fast food, my body kind of rejects it. Um, but indigestion-wise, it has to do with fried foods. So I could eat like a triple cheese water burger um my body you know might you know have a ma- i might have a horrible dump you know not like in past episodes when i was doing my detox and i sh- was like almost shitting myself like with butt pee but it's the it's the fried foods it's the um it's like the french fries like the french fries will get me especially if i eat it late um, I cannot lay down in bed. Like I never get heartburn and that, but if I, if I eat French fries, tater tots, anything fried, I just, I can't sleep. I have to like stand up in bed and I feel like my chest is going to explode. So yes, uh, uh, Instagram at just flexing. Yes. I guess I would say all fast food places give me indigestion. Anything fried will give me indigestion. That is just, um, it's just how it goes. I'm just not, I I don't eat a lot of fried food in general. I don't drink soda in general. I stopped drinking soda probably in middle school. The only time I think I would ever, ever really did drink soda after middle school is if there was like booze in it. Like if it was like a whiskey and Coke or something or a vodka and whatever. I guess now I'm drinking soda water and lime at the bar, but... That's not like, you know, syrup and sweet. I just never really like soda. That kind of gives me indigestion too. Like if I drink a 32-ounce Coca-Cola and wash it down with French fries, I would probably have the worst heartburn. I would make myself throw up because my heartburn would be that fucking bad. Seriously. All right. Um, Let's see. What is this question? It says, what is your opinion about the whole vaping life? Do you think it's healthier than cigarettes? All right, this comes from uh, Jaden Kristen at Jaden Kristen on Instagram, who is the Jaden I gave a shout out to, the Cappuccino Queen, one of the greatest um, 
dude, she makes like some of the best coffees I ever uh, ever had. Um, I do have some mad talented friends. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I want to say their name, but if I'm bragging about them, my like like my boy uh, Matt Gomez, dude, plays drums for Hydra Melody. Dude, that guy can make a cappuccino and make the craziest, craziest designs, everything. Like, dude, Matt, I'm bragging about you. I know I name drop, but um, it's not like I'm saying it's. It's not like I'm. I'm telling a story where we banged in the bathroom. And don't you like this? I've been really working on trying not to curse as much, even though I've already said like suck dick and fuck a couple of times, but I'm getting better at this. But the whole vaping thing. So, all right. I'm kind of torn on this one. Now, I was a cigarette smoker for eight years. Uh, out of those eight years, I was a pack a day for a good five or six years. Okay? Now, I think when I started smoking cigarettes is when I lived in Austin. And... Honestly, it killed my appetite. I really didn't even like them that much, but I was really poor at the time. I was 18, and it killed my appetite. And five bucks for two packs of camels was cheaper than whatever. I would eat ramen and smoke cigarettes, and I then I got, of course, I got hooked. And then when I started drinking, it kind of they complemented each other, kind of like coffee and a cigarette. You know, getting in your car. You know, there's a lot, if you're ever a cigarette smoker, there's a lot of triggers. And for a lot of cigarette smokers, getting in your car and smoking a cigarette's one, waking up in the morning and having a cigarette's one, um, coffee and cigarettes is one, alcohol and cigarettes is one. Um, there are a lot of pairings and just uh, triggers, one at the end of the night, Um but I will say, like, starting smoking was probably one of the worst things I've ever done. And quitting cigarettes was one of the best things I've ever done. I will say I might smoke one. I, okay, I'll say this. I might smoke a collective three cigarettes every two months, maybe. I'll, I'll put it down like this. I might smoke a cigarette a month. And it's usually social, and it's usually I'll just take a drag and then be like, ah, yeah, that's why I don't like these anymore. Um, and the reason I, I guess how I quit was I had to take a life insurance blood test. And to fully get nicotine out of your body takes about three full months, if for as long as I was smoking. And... When you're taking a life insurance blood test, if they have if they see nicotine in your body, you're automatically a cancer risk. And then your premiums and all that triple. So I couldn't smoke nicotine for three months. And then after that, like it was hard for the first couple of weeks, especially when I was drinking. I really wanted it. Cause I always considered cigarettes like a palate cleanser. Um kind of like in between drinks like after like four beers or something like I would want a cigarette to kind of like clear my palate kind of like ginger is when you're eating sushi it's kind of how I felt about cigarettes uh but after that three months 
my taste was better, my smell was better, and this was also all happening while I was getting into wine. And I realized my wine tasting got better. Like when I I couldn't tell the shit difference between a Cabernet and a Pinot Noir when I was smoking cigarettes, all of a sudden my palate felt like it was just energized. Like I felt like I could taste so many more things and food tasted better. Um, I, 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 my, my clothes smelled better. I felt healthier. Even though it was really weird when my lungs were healing from smoke, they itched so bad. They itched so bad. So I quit that way. And I've had friends that got into vaping that quit. And so I'm happy for them for that. Because nicotine in itself isn't bad. It's actually like a neuro it's a neurostimulant and it it helps, I mean, it helps uh, prevent part, uh, mind deteriorating diseases. It is a natural laxative. Indians used to use it when they were constipated back in the day. They would chew on the leaves and it would uh, make them shit themselves <laughs> or whatever, take a dump, whatever they needed to do. Um, but vaping, I think the tricks are cool. I think it's better for you, definitely. But I, I guess I don't understand people who vape who never smoked cigarettes before. It's like, okay, now you're addicted to nicotine and you never even smoke cigarettes. To me, that shit doesn't make any sense. Um, personally... I've tried vapes before and they make me cough. I don't know why. Um, like in hookah does the same thing. Uh, I can't, I think hookah is delicious. I think it tastes great, um, but it makes me cough. I, I don't know why. I went, even when I was smoking a pack a day of cigarettes, which I, I'll even tell you my top three, I, I smoked Camel Lights for a very long time. Uh, then I moved to Marlboro 27s. And then I think at the very end of my cigarette smoking days, I was smoking Marlboro Lights, which just kind of tastes like chemicals and probably the worst smelling cigarettes too. They Camel, I always thought was like the best when it came to tobacco quality. Like I'd rather smoke a Camel than a Marlboro any day of the week. But I do feel like Marlboro 27s are one of the best tasting when it comes to tobacco, for sure. But uh, vaping, I really don't have a problem with it. I don't care when people do it around me. I just don't understand people who vape who never smoke cigarettes. So it's like, now you just made yourself addicted to something. Now you're addicted to nicotine without having to... And now, like, how are you going to get off of it? Are you going to have to, like, get on the patch to quit vaping? I guess. I don't know. Good question, though. So I would say maybe I'm just indifferent. Hold up. Got someone calling me. I'll pause this real quick. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, one of my friends uh, is going to be watching some Thursday night football with me. 
Oh, man, I want to get through one more question before I do my picks. My picks, and we'll see next week how many of my NFL picks are correct. But let's see, we got one more question from at one in the chamber. Is there a God or are we in simulation? Wow. That's a pretty deep question. And I think I would rather get into that topic with someone I could debate with. Now, I did grow up very religious. And I do believe there is a higher power slash entity than we are. To think that we are the only thing in this universe... You're a fucking moron. And to think that there aren't, if there, there isn't any other intelligent life in the universe, you're a fucking moron. Um, but I do believe there is definitely a higher power. I do believe that there is a realm around us we can't see. I remember reading Stephen Hawking's book, A Brief History in Time, where he talks about the right angles of the three dimensions we live in, height, width, and depth. And if you take the right angles of height, width, and depth, it creates it creates a fourth dimension that's all around us. And that's where he believes that like, if energy can't be created nor destroyed, that it is transferred into that realm and we can't see that. Like, there's Obviously, there's things we can't see. That or even hear, you know, like animals can hear and whatnot. But it's a very intense. I don't think this is a simulation. Um, I, I also, I also, even being raised like Christian, Christian Baptist, like I think that you are retarded to think the Earth is like. 20,000 years old. I mean, if you're going to deny science, I mean, man, this this question's a little I'd rather have someone else on here to debate and talk with me about this one than just sit here and ramble on my own even though I like doing shit like this on my own because when I do, uh no one can debate can really debate me. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's too much for right now. Um, I would like someone to like debate me or at least jump in and give me their two cents. So we'll save that question for another time. All right. So tonight, 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 we have, uh, I'm going to do my pickums right now. Let's see here. We're going to go NFL week three. Tonight, Thursday night, we have the Jets and the Browns. Now, I am taking the Browns on this one, my friends. All right. They want this win so bad. Okay. Now, that tie against the Steelers, I, that's basically a Browns win. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Browns over the Jets uh, Thursday night. So when you hear this on Saturday, you'll know if I'm wrong or right or if it gets posted Sunday morning. I'm not sure. Um, all right, next game. Bills-Vikings. This is easy. Vikings. 
And if you're doing a pick on FanDuel or anything like that, I'm not saying listen to me, but um, I kind of know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to some football. Vikings defense is just way too good, and uh, the Bills literally had people, it's re- they had someone retire halftime. They don't know where their quarterback situation's at. LaShawn McCoy just hurt his ribs. And the Vikings defense is going to eat them alive. All right, next, Giants-Texans. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Both these teams, dude, Eli Manning's offensive line is atrocious. And the Texans really can't get anything going right now with Deshaun Watson. But the Texans defense is going to have to step it up. And I think they'll be able to against the Giants' offensive line because it is bad. All season long, they said they were addressing it, and I don't see it addressed whatsoever. I know you have you have Saquon, Barkley, uh, Odell, Sterling Shepard, but you can't do anything when you leave Eli Manning half a second to get a pass off. All right, moving forward. Packers, Redskins. Uh, This is a good one, but I'm going to go with the Packers on this one um, because besides Tom Brady and Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is one of the best quarterbacks and forever will go down in history. He needs to win one more ring, though. All right, next, 49ers, Chiefs. This is a nice toss-up. Patrick Mahomes breaking records. Uh, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions in his in his first two games. Um, but I feel like the 49ers have a lot to prove on this one. Jimmy Garoppolo has kind of got past that, okay, I was undefeated until this year with my seven starts, whatever. And if, if okay, I'll give you this. Uh, Brita is the real deal when it comes to the running back. He is going to be the number one running back over Alfred Morris, okay? And if Marquise Goodwin is healthy, that gives Jimmy Garoppolo, Pierre Garçon, and Marquise Goodwin, I'm going to take the 49ers, okay? Even though Pat Mahomes has been playing out of his mind, um, I'm taking Chiefs if Marquise Goodwin isn't starting. And I'm taking 49ers if Marquise Goodwin is. And it's a hamstring injury, um, it's a deep hamstring injury, so we'll see. Um, he practiced, I think, maybe once this week. All right, Raiders, Dolphins. Uh, Raiders are going through their rebuilding and identity crisis. This is a coin flip, and I could really give a fuck who wins this game. Um, oh, my God. I'm going Raiders. I'm going Raiders. Um, let's see, but I could really give a fuck about that game. Colts Eagles, Carson Wentz is back. They signed Jordan Matthews now. He's basically their only wide receiver besides Nelson Aguilar. I think Darren Sproles is still injured. Uh, but Carson Wentz is back. It's gonna there's gonna be a lot of energy out there. Even though Andrew Luck is uh, stepping up his game and playing like the Andrew Luck of the past. This one's going to the Eagles. Titans, Jaguars are next. Easy, Jaguars. Leonard Fournette is expected to play. Uh, 
I'm going Jaguars on that. Next, uh, Bengals Panthers. Um, I think the Bengals are playing in Carolina. Um, but the Bengals have been looking great. Their defense and offense have been looking great. Um, and Greg Olson's still hurt. This is going to be a weird one, man. This is going to be a hot take, but I'm going to take the Bengals on the road, believe it or not. Um, Cam Newton, though, it's just so hard to stop a guy who's 6'5", 260 pounds, and is basically their their leading rusher. Ugh. Anyways, all right, next, Ravens, Broncos. Ravens, I'm taking Ravens in this one. Sorry, Broncos fans, um, but I'm taking Ravens in this one. And next we got, ooh, Saints, Falcons. Saints are my team, too. If you don't know, I'm a big Saints fan, and this is a division rivalry right here this is going to be a shootout but i got to take my saints just because they're my saints and you also have Devonte freeman still injured not sure if he's even going to return this season uh saints just need to get their defense together but this is going to be a shootout i am going to say right now that michael thomas is going to have three receiving touchdowns all right Chargers, Rams, I guess essentially both at home because they both play in the Coliseum, but the Rams, that is a high-powered offense with my favorite coach right now in the league, Sean McVay. Uh, the Rams' defense is just ridiculous. Sometimes I forget they got Aaron Aaron Donald and they got Sue, Marcus Peters, Tlaib. I mean, you got one of the best defenses going with one of the most high-powered offenses, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Jared Goff, and then, oh, what's that guy? What's that running back's name? Todd fucking Gurley? Over, taking the Rams. And they're one of my AFC picks for the whole thing, to be honest with you. Uh, Cardinals, Bears, I'm taking Chicago. You never would have thought, dude. But the Cardinals cannot figure this out right now. Um, David Johnson has been a disappointment and with the Bears defense looking like they did in the 80s and the 90s this is awesome Cowboys Seahawks um, I'm only taking Seahawks because they're going to be at home and the Cowboys only have Ezekiel Elliott that is literally it that is literally it Um, Seahawks always play better at home their backfield's a mess uh, but Sorry, boys. Taking Seahawks, Patriots, Lions. Uh, this is going to be your Sunday night primetime game. I guess you have two. No, no. So this is a Sunday night game. Um, I'm going Tom Brady, man, and I'm going Pats. Uh, Matt Patricia, you got to think. I don't think is ready to be a head coach. And when you think about the Patriots, and you think about what their weakest points have always been. It's been their defense. And so now you get their defensive coordinator and make him a head coach. Belichick's got it. And also, you got this guy, uh, Josh fucking Gordon now, who really doesn't even need to know the playbook. But, yeah, Tom Brady to Josh Gordon. He also has Chris Hogan. He also has James White, uh, Rex Burkhead. Oh, and a guy named 
Rob Gronkowski against a pitiful Lions defense. I'm taking the Patriots. Um, and then Steelers, Buccaneers. Steelers, that's just too much drama going on. I don't know what's going on in that locker room. And Fitz Magic, I don't want it to stop. It is going to stop. Eventually, it's, it, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to keep doing this. I'm sorry. If he is, Jameis Winston will not get his start when he comes back. But the Steelers, everything that's going on with Antonio Brown to Le'Veon Bell. Um, I know like Antonio Brown was started running his own routes last year. Le'Veon is literally losing a million dollars a game and they're projecting him to come back maybe week 10. He's burning a million dollars a week. He does not show up. Okay. So I'm taking, I'm taking the bucks though. I'm taking the bucks as pitiful as that is, but those are my uh, pickums this week for week three of the NFL. I don't know when you will hear this, hopefully Saturday. And you know what? I still don't have a college team. Uh, So Saturday, I don't know. Go Clemson. I don't fucking know. That was kind of like the team I picked because I always liked their wide receivers. Like I drafted the NFL. I always liked the Clemson receivers. But um, yeah, I guess uh, go, what is it, Wildcats? I don't fucking know. They got a paw print. But those are my pickums. And again, thank you to everyone who's been listening. We made it to episode 20. We made it to episode 20. So I hope everyone has a good weekend. Uh, go back, listen to some. And, and if you have any friends or if maybe uh, you're new to the podcast, start with the new ones. If you're someone who likes to start with episode one and go all the way through. Um, but we have definitely, I have definitely gotten better at doing this. And I can't wait to get some more, um, some new guests on here. I think I will have Philip Wolf on again, and we'll be promoting this new event at Hotel Discotheque on the 29th, uh, free to get in, and I will be doing my first ever live podcast. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I will update you if that does not go through. Flyers will be on Instagram. Please follow Sticker Fridge at Sticker Fridge on Instagram and on Twitter so you can keep up with everyone in the Sticker Fridge family and all the other podcasts, including Late Night Swipes, The Basuda Boys, The Director Showdown. They got them for days. Um, all the new articles that are coming out on Sticker Fridge. Make sure you follow me at Domcast on Twitter, at Domcast210 actually on Twitter, and on Facebook. I'm back on the Facebook game. Go add me. Just search D-O-M. Just look up Dom Caesar. And then, of course, on Instagram, where I do most of my content, uh, at She Tastes Like Texas. At S-H-E-T-A-S-T-E-S-L-I-K-E-T-E-X-A-S. She Tastes Like Texas. Thank you all so much for another, for another week. For another week, we made it 20 episodes, man. I thank y'all so much because if it wasn't for you, I would have stopped this thing three episodes in. So, um, uh, anything else, anything else going on this week? Anything else going on? No, that is it. And you know what? Uh, next time I talk to you, I will still be on the wagon. 
I will be sober again, and it's been it'll be fun. I'll update you, and um, I'm taking this thing and being as positive as I can about it. And any questions for next week? Make sure you send them. You can email me at domcast210 at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at she tastes like Texas and uh, hit my DMs up. And um, yeah, one love. Stay black. Don't do drugs. Don't drink and drive. I love y'all. Peace. <laughs>